Okay, now I know how to use the mouse. Damn, I was having a real hard time figuring out how to start this podcast today. How's it going, Matt? It's going great. <laughs> Everything's great when you got the gate. That was that's a great tagline. Um, <laughs> yeah, they went with the all hell breaks loose one instead. I guess pretty good. Um, yeah. So this movie, you were worried that we were gonna have a uh, a just a everything's wonderful podcast. The, the Chris Farley right, show, right? The Chris Farley show. You know that part? That demon yeah. comes out of the floor. This fucking cool. That was awesome. <laughs> really awesome. <laughs> um, and probably yes. There's, yeah. there's going to be a certain amount of that because... I love this movie. This movie is great. But I will say that I think, and this is this is just me maybe... You can slap me around when I start over-exaggerating I will. The, the metaphorical content of this movie. But there are moments in this movie that feel like they're going for another level and I don't understand what they are. Like I'm, I have a hard time with the metaphors that this thing is going for. Like, it, th- there are things that are included that are very clearly like trying to get at you with some sort of metaphorical whatever. Dude, I just ignore that shit. <laughs> I know you do, but <laughs> in like every movie I watch, I mean, with the gate, it makes sense <laughs> to ignore it. Um, but this movie is interesting because it's. It's from the Satanic Panic era. It's definitely a product of its time. It's a product of the PMRC stuff. It's definitely a, oh, heavy metal bands are evil and they do blah, blah, but blah. But I don't think it is. But I think it's just a riff on that. It's like, a riff. I, don't, I don't think there's, I don't no, no, think there's no. any kind of like, well, this is not like a Christian conversion film or it's just like, I don't think this is warning kids at all. I think it's just the fucking thing happens. No, kids I Kids find demons in the backyard. <laughs> that shit happens all the time. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Of course it does. No, but what I mean is... Geodes, man. (laughs) Notorious satanic vehicle, the geode. The geode. (laughs) That shit's hilarious, too. (laughs) Um, But, no, it's it's definitely a riff on that, because in this instance, not only is... uh, The satanic band is not only not really satanic, they're actually helping you. The band is warning you about demons. Yes. That was their point. So they're basically a Christian band. They might as well be Striper <laughs> at that point. Because they're like, guys, there's demons out there. We're going to record backmasked messages to save you just in case you encounter these particular demons in your backyard. It's very nice of them. That is awesome of them. <laughs> and for their and for their troubles, they're killed in a plane crash. Mm-hmm. I don't know if those two things were technically related, you know causation uh not necessarily uh <laughs> what is it <laughs> causation uh whatever doesn't matter but nope. uh holy shit this movie let's get on it okay okay so one of the things i love about this movie before i'm like starting back again <laughs> but another thing i do love is that it definitely captures that little kid staying over at a friend's house feeling mm-hmm. and one of the questions that I have and that I'm going to have going through the whole thing, aside from some of the weird metaphors, is do you think that they meant this to be real? Or do you think that they meant this to be like... It felt so... I don't want to say dreamlike, but it felt dreamlike. It felt like a little kid's imagination. No, this is totally real. I mean, it's okay. a, the beginning's a dream. When he wakes up, you know... Absolutely. It does start the dream sequence, yes. But yeah. like, I think the movie's real. I don't think it okay. was all just a... Nightmare. They didn't end it on a stupid ass thing like him waking up. <gasps> yeah, no, it's true. Al, I just had the weirdest dream. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely had a few. It was only a dreams that were weird in there, though. What <laughs> like, do you mean? So, like uh, sometimes mom turns into a dog. Yeah, well, that's the demons. That's that's those demons. That's not uh, a dream at all. Yeah. Oh, so actually, that's another question. But maybe we'll do it when we get to okay. it. But did he kill that dog? Huh? No, demons. Okay. Terry would never kill that dog. He was asleep and he thought he was killing his mom that he loved. He didn't even think he was killing his mom. He was hugging her. How is it a sacrifice if the dog dies of natural causes? (laughs) (laughs) Terry had to kill. Podcast is over. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Terry had to kill that dog. I absolutely think he did. Um, Okay, so we start out, we meet our protagonist, Glenn. If Terry killed that dog, I believe it to be an accident. Like I, he was I hugging def- his mom exactly. and accidentally yeah, yeah, yeah. strangled the dog. No, that's what I, I think, I don't think too. Terry ever maliciously no, killed the I dog. I do not okay. believe that, even though he is portrayed as 
starting down the path to serial killerdom at a point in this movie. <laughs> There's definitely a moment when he's like, I like to asphyxiate moths. It's cool. Yeah. And you go, oh, red flags are really popping yeah, but here. But he just, he hasn't graduated to dogs. He's yet. not quite. <laughs> That's part two. Um, so, okay. So he's coming home. Uh, he's what, like 12 years old, something like that. Sure. Which is kind of important because the central theme of this movie is that he's losing his sister and people are growing up around him and he's being left behind. Mm -hmm. um, and so we get one of those like classic California tract house neighborhoods that like every straight house out looks of exactly the same, yeah. straight out of poltergeist. Um, he goes into his house, calls for his mom and his sister. Nobody answers. He climbs up the, the stairs. We get some spooky music. We go into his sister's room cool spooky lightning and he sees the thunderbolt a model rocket that is on her desk he goes down he's like okay cool that's there he hears something down in the living room goes back downstairs and then we see a heavy metal video on tv <laughs> i want to see that video i do want to see that whole video <laughs> i want to know more about i'm always confused by the choices of bands in these movies mm -hmm. Like, when you think about the number of amazing bands out there in the world that could do soundtracks like this, it always feels like they're just, they choose some guy who's also the composer, and he's like, yeah, I could do heavy metal. Yep. Like, no, you can't. No, you, can't. you absolutely yeah. cannot. This does not sound like any heavy metal band I've ever heard in my life. But... It sounds like, like Super Nintendo heavy metal music. <laughs> like, you're playing a game, and it's like... I mean, yeah, <laughs> and that, of course, that also does have its own charm, yep. too. Like, I, <laughs> there's, <laughs> there's something about it. Um, so there's nobody in the kitchen. There's food on the table. He goes out to his treehouse, which is rad, which is which is rad for about two seconds. <laughs> uh, some weird, spooky stuff. There's a doll. Then it gets struck by lightning and crashes to the ground and he wakes up. Oh, it was all a dream. And he's like, what I actually heard was the actual tree getting struck by lightning and falling down in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> so and then the construction workers are chopping it up. They show up instantly. Yeah. They're it's, fast. It's like Sims. Yeah. They're just like, it, they get struck by lightning and they're just there. Well, he didn't actually say it. Okay. It could have been, it could have fallen down a few days ago. He never it said like, have. yeah, that, he could have been hearing them. That could have been a noise from that thing. He's having. He could actually just be dreaming about it because it happened. To yeah, him. and he's like, oh, that's probably more likely. Yep. Man, my treehouse. <laughs> my treehouse. Man, <laughs> <laughs> that cut piece of dialogue could have saved everything in this movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> my treehouse. Man. <laughs> uh, so, this I love. I love the way that they they have this whole thing. I mean. So clearly that's another metaphor for him losing his childhood. It's like literally the treehouse falls down. I mean, it's, it's pretty on the nose. I missed it. But it's also really, it's also super cool the way that they have the treehouse as the thing that becomes the cover for the gate. Yep. Uh, like, it's, it's amazing. Especially the scene when the, uh, like the deadbolt starts. Because <laughs> <laughs> they literally put a door over it. <laughs> if they just used the side with no door, no demons. God damn. Fools. <laughs> Those fools. Um, so, uh, we also get introduced here to our main kid's heavy metal hesh friend, Terry. <laughs> Terry is a trip. Uh, I, I love really Terry. enjoy Terry. <laughs> um, I want to watch part two now because he's the, the main star in that too. And, and it's been so long that I honestly don't remember a damn thing about it. Me but, either. But I, I want to continue the Terry story. I remember that something happens and they start getting granted wishes in part two. See, I don't even remember any. That's what I remember. <laughs> I remember somebody got a cool car and, like, some other stuff, but yep. that's about it. Um, okay, so he finds a cracked geode when he goes out there. He finds this in, on the ground and clearly... He's totally Jordy Verrill about it. Like, we could get, like, a hundred bucks for this! <laughs> well, I mean, shit! <laughs> yeah, his, his, his hash friend is, like, super, like, hey, this... You could get a hundred dollars for one of these things if it's big enough, and uh, and so he convinces him to start digging up the hole that they just covered up, which his up dad won't be too happy about. This is this is one of the reasons that I thought that this whole thing could have just literally been like a, a metaphorical movie, like the whole thing didn't necessarily happen because when his dad oh. goes outside, so he digs out the lawn, they get this giant geode, blah blah blah. 
But then the next day, Dad's like, hey, did you dig a hole in the backyard? Because he's gone out and looked at it. And he's like, fill that hole in. That's a hole to hell. That is a hole that goes to the center of the earth. At the very least, you'd go, oh shit, a sinkhole. Kids, be careful. We're going to go get a surveyor out there and make sure that our house isn't going to fall into well, the Well, that's ground. not where the hole to hell is. I think that's under the under the living room floor. We well, find out later. I mean, technically, that, that's again, just like a side entrance to the hole to hell. <laughs> but clearly, there, we see how far he falls down into that hole. Oh, yeah. Later on, it's so clearly, like a water slide. <laughs> it's very much like a water slide with adorable little demons in it. Um, so you'd think, nah, I don't know. You'd think that Dad would be like, uh, "Well, you're not clearly not going to be able to fill that hole in." Like they basically, maybe he doesn't know how big it is. Like, could be the dad doesn't know. He never went down it. He doesn't, but he was looking at it. Mm-hmm. And, like, while he was there, the edges were, like, crumbling. You could see that there <laughs> were people with, like, like, puppet pulse, masks. Pulsing yeah, them, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, like, uh, I mean, puppet gloves. And they were kind of making the dirt fall in or yep. something. It was awesome. <laughs> I like that part. Um, okay. So, they while these kids are digging, you know, they find the smoking hole to hell. You know, almost eats the heavy metal kid. Um, and then there are squawking demon noises and also it smells like death. Yep. So, you know, it's a bad hole. It's a bad hole. Um, they decide to leave it alone and head back to the house. Uh, they meet Al Alexandria, who is putting a giant box of her toys out in the trash. In the trash. Cause she in, grow up. Cause she's growing up and it's including a bunch of model rockets, which is very important because that was the one thing that the two of them shared as a relationship. <laughs> and it was a connection of the two of them and her throwing them away really represents her distancing herself from her brother. I got that one. And it's very sad. And she also <laughs> throws away a doll, which was another thing. And that comes back later on as well. <laughs> so, um, I loved when her I loved when the Barbie came back as part of it. Oh yeah. Cuz she's like, "Aha." But she grabs the Barbie and stabs the kid. So you're like, "Hmm. I guess I guess part of your childhood was worth it." Never grow up. Never grow up. Um Oh yeah, and also the uh moths start pouring out of the ground around this time. Yeah. Uh that looks a little hot. It does. I like the idea. Like it, it's super spooky, and I like the fact. I like the fact that they use the uh, the reflections of them in the room and like mm-hmm. all that stuff. And it also becomes. I thought that they were basically using that as a like. Oh, this was the first part of the sacrifice. Like this dumb heavy metal kid suffocated suffocating. a bunch of moths, and that was like part of this. That was part of the sacrifice. But they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Be like the wimpiest demon ever. You must sacrifice. All right, I, I've killed a wasp, an ant, and a moth. Good enough, I'm coming up. I stepped on a cockroach in the kitchen. <laughs> you summoned me. <laughs> no, I stepped on a cockroach. Good enough. Good enough for me. <laughs> it's better than a dog dying of natural causes. Uh, he was 97 years yeah. old. In dog years. Mm, I don't know what that really is. I think a dog year seven. Hmm. It's an old ass dog. Yeah. Um, okay, so uh this is uh we go to dinner and the Exposition. Yep. Yeah, we, we find out that we the parents the, are leaving. Parents are leaving. Terry's mom died. Yep. Uh and he's getting kind of weird about it. And well, can, we, find we, out can we trust Alexandria with babysitting? Yep. We find out later when he goes to bed that the kid's having an issue because Terry told him that there was a, a handyman that died in the yes. walls of his house. Which is an awesome subplot. I love it. I, I love the detail. I love when that pops out later on. Like, it's such a cool looking villain, too. Yeah, it's great, except I don't understand. I mean, I guess... It wasn't part of the sacrifice either. It was just the two people later on. This was all kind of red herrings, right? What sacrifice? Who cares about a sacrifice? We got a cool workman pops out of the wall. Right, but so originally they were like, oh, the two sacrifices are the dog and uh, the dog and the handyman. But then the zombie grabs the, the kid and the sister. 
I thought those were the two. And sacrifices. those were the sacrifices. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think the workman was ever supposed to be a sacrifice. The workman was just something stupid Terry made up, and then the demons and made it, real. Okay. And, right, that's true, because if you hit him hard enough, he turns into a pile of demons. Yeah, and Terry says he just made it up, too. Yes, that effect. <laughs> and Terry said, yeah, he just made that up. So there was no workman sacrifice to ever take place. Interesting. But okay. they did kind of double up triple sacrifice, because they did count the dog as one. It feels like they counted the dog. But again... I thought so, too. But again, that could just be a red herring and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. So, okay. Silly um, mortals. Dogs don't count. <laughs> dogs don't count. Uh, all dogs go to heaven, you idiots. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Also, Glenn is grounded and has to go fill the hole in the backyard. <laughs> Uh, all right. I need three tons of dirt <laughs> delivered. <laughs> Dad, can you uh, can you get me six dump trucks full of fill? Uh, uh, yeah, I need to fill in the Carlsbad <laughs> caverns that are in our fucking backyard. Okay, so uh, as soon as Dad leaves the room after hearing the story about Terry's dead mom and the workman and all that stuff, he starts hearing moths scratching and. We see the moths die of asphyxiation, you think, but then they don't. Then they're back alive again. Yeah, so. they, they never died, I don't think. They all stopped moving, and it was like kind of a thing. Um, there was also another weird little plot point here that I think is... I, so the dog needs pills every day because it's so old and whatever, and I guess maybe she didn't give the dog the pills, and no. that's how it died? I guess I, I miss that entire detail. This is yeah. the first I've ever heard of a dog eating pills. <laughs> that, yeah, that was something that they said before okay. they left. Um, now, uh, <laughs> of course, in the in that same scene, mom and dad are like, all right, no parties. And because it's an 80s movie, <laughs> of course we're going to smash cut to a big party. Oh, shit. Uh, and so every kid in the neighborhood is over at their house and partying. they're smoking inside oh, and they're drinking like what was she thinking i don't know she was clearly in over her head and she was cleaning up the whole time like i yeah. felt bad for her. i absolutely felt bad for her um and i love how the party shuts down though like later on it's just like all right we're done drinking and dancing let's all sit and tell ghost stories by candlelight that, that was amazing <laughs> I have I'd never, love to see a party die down I like would, that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, only in horror movies yep. does that happen. That's like a witchblade kind of, or a witch, <laughs> witchboard. Witch Sorry. Boards, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sitting in a comic shop. All right, we're doing the seance part now. Anybody that doesn't want to do that and wants to keep <laughs> drinking and get rowdy needs to leave. Yeah. <laughs> okay, boy. <laughs> um. So, we're up in we're up in the bedroom. Angus the dog has been kicked out of the party because he's eating things that are probably also <laughs> killing him. Um, and people are trying to feed it beer. Yeah. Somebody get that dog Somebody a beer. Get the dog a beer. <laughs> it's the 80s. Yeah. We're all fucking monsters. <laughs> um, Terry's hammering at a giant geode on the counter and he can't seem to get it open. And Glenn, Glenn tells him that they can't party and he's mad that she won't let him go down and party with the big kids so he hits the geode with a hammer really hard he's so angry that he cracks the geode open and purple smoke pours out Jordy Verrill style <laughs> and they're like hmm purple smoke <gasps> take giant <laughs> breaths of it instead of holding their breath and like getting away from it dude they're geode just, hits are the best man dude <laughs> you gotta smoke that geode see that's what I that's, that's it that's my new theory they're hallucinating from that geode. The whole thing is that? whole thing yeah. is a hallucination from here on. Um, so, it's, not only does it crack open and spray them with some weird mist, it also writes a bunch of words on their magic slate that yes. they have on the table, the old toy. If you're not as old as we are, the magic slate was this piece of cardboard with two pieces of plastic on it. You'd write on it with a plastic pen, and it would stick the paper, the the two pieces of plastic together, and it looked I like you were a, writing uh, on it. I have a Batman Returns one. Nice. Yeah. Wow, they made them that late. Yep. I bet they probably still make them. Yeah. As weird as that is. Um, yeah. So actually, no, they they lost the the, the, the technology, technology is gone. <laughs> I just thought that in the age of fucking iPhones. Oh, you think an iPad's cool? Take a look at this. <laughs> it just seems so caveman. Mm-hmm. It seems 
I mean, it's literally called a slate. Like, it's a thing that is so from, like, an, an old era. But, you know, who knows? See that on the star shells right next to that, uh, the Magna beard. It'll draw the beard on the person. <laughs> also did love that. Me too. Wooly Willy. Wooly, that's it. Yep. That's his name. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I want to get me one of those. You should. Uh, okay. So, now this little slate has, like, some sort of evil writing on it. They should read that out loud. And <laughs> because, again, it's an 80s horror movie. What are you going to do? Read it out loud. You're going to read it out loud. And This is just like Evil Dead for kids. <laughs> hey, that's true. <laughs> the gate is kind of Evil Dead for kids. That's, that's what it should have been called. That <laughs> yeah. should have been the subtitle. Um, do you like Ash? How about seeing Ash as a little kid? <laughs> uh, did you like Blade? How about seeing the villain from Blade as a little as kid? A little kid. I, when I found out that that was Deacon Frost from Blade, my brain exploded. I was same. Like, I remember this kid being some like I've seen the movie a billion times. Uh, same with me, but it was when I found out that he was Cecil B. Demented uh, from oh, the John Waters shit. movie. I'd forgotten that too. Yeah, I was just like, oh shit, what? Oh god, I love that movie too. Keep eating those oysters or you will be shot. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay. So, all right. Uh, now the party's gone to the candlelit ghost story part of <laughs> the party. Are you afraid of the dark part? The thing that always happens. You know, when the jock with the fucking high and tight haircut gets up and tells a really audacious ghost story. With lots of gesticulation. Sounds legit. It was the... Of all the people, like, they couldn't have chosen, like, a goth girl or something. It was, like, clearly the captain of the football team or something. He's got a dark side, man. He looked like Moose from the Archie comics. (laughs) But, sure, he's apparently really good at telling stories. He is. And, uh... It's a hidden talent. Yeah. He's got talents on and off the field. And then they were like, that, that was too spooky. We need to move on to the doing the light as a <laughs> stiff as a feather, light as a board. Sure, that one. How about light as a feather, stiff as a board? Let's try that. Um, and they do. They're like, okay, we can't float this guy. He's too heavy. Yep. What if there was a little kid? We could levitate a little kid. And he just so happens <laughs> to walk by. What? <laughs> Me? And so they grab the kid and they levitate him. But, uh-oh. It actually works. It and works this, this too is, well. This is spooky. Like, it is. When I thought about that kid in that, that spot, like, how terrifying would that be if you were lifting Amazing. up and then you were just, like, floating? You're like, oh, and floating to the point where you break a glass bulb on the ceiling. Like, I'd, yeah. be, I'd be so freaked out. And he hits the ground and he starts crying. And really what he's upset about is the fact that he cried in front of a bunch of teenagers. Yeah. So... He's still just a little kid. Just a little kid. So he goes up to his bedroom. Play with your rockets, you dork. Yeah. (laughs) Get him. (laughs) And so he goes and hides up in his room, and he's inconsolable. His sister goes to talk to him, and he's like, I'm calling my parents. (laughs) She's like, come on, shut the fuck up. You can have your friend over. How about that? I love how he tries to call the parents later, but she stops him. Like, as if this kid can't just write down the phone number and use any other phone in the house away from... (laughs) like. He's he's bad. I think I think it's an idle threat because I think he keeps doing it in front of his sister. Yeah. Like you know that if he really wanted he to could call his he would just yep. say, I don't want to call my parents and then just do it. Yep. You know, but it seems like he's just kind of going through the motions. Uh so uh Terry wakes up in the night to go to the bathroom. And this is when Glenn starts seeing the giant moths reflected through the window. He has a couple full-on freakouts. Um, and then Terry, on his way back from the bathroom, goes downstairs, seeing his mother calling from the front door, goes down and hugs her. And you could tell something's up. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to say it. If you see your dead mother calling to you, something weird's going on. Something weird's going on. <laughs> That's, I'm just... But it's like, it's even weird for that. It is. It's like, Terry... Come to me. There's <laughs> a big fog, <laughs> fog machine behind her going. Thank <laughs> you. Yes, it I'll definitely. I'll your grave tomorrow, ma. <laughs> yeah. I'm going back to bed. But instead, he do- he goes down, hugs her, and she turns into a dead dog. <laughs> so now, Angus the family dog has passed on to the afterlife and uh, potentially is part of this big ritual that is going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Terry goes back to his house, and we f- see just how bad his uh, his home life is now that his mother is dead. The place is a total fucking trash heap. It looks There's like a- my apartment when I was 20. Yeah, exactly. It looks like a 20-year-old's <laughs> apartment. Yeah. But the dad has left a note on the refrigerator that Gone says... Gone for business. Going out of town for business. Bye. Yep. <laughs> it's like, no contact number. Yourself. No nothing. You might want to get a job if you want to eat. All right, bye. There's some stale pizza on the counter. Take a bite of that. Oh, some moldy pizza. Go for it. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, Glenn tries to call his parents. Blah, blah, blah. She won't let him. Uh, so... Now we see Terry rocking out in his heavy metal kid bedroom. I love this scene. It's great. <laughs> I mean, this kid kills it. Um, he's doing... I thought it was really funny that he had a lot of cramp stuff in there. Yeah. They were like, he's a heavy metal kid. But he I also think, likes likes rockabilly. I think it's a damn shame that this kid didn't do more. Like, he's only been in like a handful of movies. Like, And then he pretty much stopped acting after The Gate too. Yeah. I can see why. I mean... I feel like this stuff sucks. I feel like acting is a pain in the ass. Yeah. But he's, he's just so enjoyable, though. Like, Yeah, no, he's amazing. He's, and he's versatile. I mean, this this kid could be like a brainiac nerd kid in this yeah. movie, but he could also be the metalhead. And he pulls it off like... It is interesting. You're looking at him, you're looking at him playing the metalhead, and he nails it, but you're also like, oh, he could just throw on a lab coat right now and be the Brady kid next door. Like, right. Th- I'm sure this kid has a lot of range. Yeah, I think so, too. But, but I, I mean, we've never seen it. I feel like the problem with him and his career would be that everybody wants him to play. It's like it's like when you're an overweight actor. You know, like, oh, that's great. Come here. We're going to humiliate you for two straight weeks. Hey, every, and you everybody needs a scale. fat best friend. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite Patton Oswalt quotes. Um, Bring a tons of Patton into this. But, now you can see the fat friend as a kid. <laughs> but it's crazy. Like... I imagine that it, that they just are like, that's great. Come in here. We need someone to humiliate. We need a Screech. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, Screech went fucking insane because everyone was a dick to him every day. So how about not? Yep. How about I go on and like live a real life and not <laughs> get fucked over by, by the world of film? I don't know. But so this is him listening to Sacrifix. Yeah. This crazy band that his dad found an album of in Germany brought back over for him. Um, it's a really nice looking vinyl. It's, I mean, it's full, full book inside. Super deluxe. Yeah. I mean, you know, they, they didn't have to, they didn't need to spend their money on anything else. They're all dead. So <laughs> they could spend all of their extra money on this deluxe vinyl <laughs> pressing. Um, so he, <laughs> he starts doing this. Like he's basically pantomiming along with the, with this soliloquy from a metal song there's a breakdown and they start talking about the demons and blah 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 blah. it reminds me of uh, Reign of Fire from Rhapsody that has uh, Christopher Lee on it doing yes. like narrations like this it sounds <laughs> just like that in the dark times before <laughs> honestly if I had never heard one of those like Iced Earth or one of those yeah. things where where he where Christopher Lee starts talking I would have been like this isn't real I've never heard anything like this <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I no, mean, they exist. Yeah, and also, Blind Guardian does this all the time. Oh, yeah. Nightfall on Middle Earth. Mm. Mm, what a great record. Um, anyway, let's see. So he halfway through the soliloquy, he's like, "Wait a minute, this is starting to sound familiar." <laughs> I think like, we got demon troubles. <laughs> meanwhile, in the tract housing, the little <laughs> kid who would go on to be in the Blade movie. <laughs> he's like, "Shit, this is really sounding familiar." <laughs> As uh, an eyeball <laughs> pop up in his hand. <laughs> Fucking explain that one to me. Yeah. Um, I can. Oh, good. I can't wait. Um, so I got a lot of time to make it up before we get there. Perfect. <laughs> uh, before before we get to the point where he could go back and do all this stuff. So uh, the boyfriend, love interest, whatever. Uh, this is weird. This is <laughs> there was a movie in the 90s that was this was the whole plot, wasn't there? It was just trying to bury a dead dog. Uh, there's Reuben and Ed with Crispin Glover and Howard Hesserman. Where Is that the one? It's my favorite movie ever. Crispin hijacks uh, Howard Hesserman's car and they drive out to the desert and they got to find the right spot to bury his cat. Yes, okay. Maybe that's it. I feel like it was a dog in the one that I'm thinking of. I mean, I'm sure there could be I'm another sure movie like is. that, but... Y'all, if you haven't seen Ruben and Ed, it just came out on Blu-ray. Ooh, amazing. And by just, I mean like a year or two ago, probably. Yeah. Time moves slow to me. 
fair. Um, so he's he's just doing this thing where he's literally loads a dead dog into his car in the front seat. In the front seat, just no blanket or. Well, he's got a blanket. So. Go on. I'm just gonna. I just want to read this bit of IMDb trivia I found. Oh boy, I can't wait. And uh, so let's see here. <laughs> this was a real dead dog. They killed it for the movie. Yes. No, what? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> they definitely did not kill it for the movie. The IMDb quote says, When Eric was supposed to carry the body of Angus around to the garden to be buried, the actor struggled to carry it because of the weight, so set designer John Baker brought it to the local taxidermist to have the organs removed to make it much lighter. I can't find any more info about this. I don't know if that's a troll trivia that thing a, or that is bullshit and hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> that is awesome, but no way. No way, no, right? No, 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 like, no, 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 no. Sorry, this dead dog's just too heavy. Can you can you go cut all its organs out for me so I can lift it? Like, I mean, that. This but is... now, now it's creeped me out though because whenever you see the dog, it looks pretty legit like a dead dog does look like a dead so I'm dog like, fuck did they poltergeist this thing no way i'm not gonna believe that 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 is a thing that happened in this movie i refuse i feel like there would be a lot more people talking about that if that was true yeah i feel like that would be brought up constantly i read it on the internet though oh well then it's legit it's legit um <laughs> fact checking's for dorks yeah, Glenn's sitting up in his room, sadly looking at pictures of his dead dog. Uh, he goes under his bed and finds the model rocket launcher that he bought for his sister as a birthday gift. He opens it up and he's like, she's not going to want this, and throws it behind his bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts hearing some crackling electricity outside, and so he goes to the backyard and starts seeing that there's a bunch of moths being murdered by the bug zapper. And he says, you know what? I'm not into this anymore. And he unplugs it. Mm-hmm. Which is also very interesting as far as, like, you know, the, the dark and light kind of things. Where it's like, you know, he's not into the idea of killing these things. Yep. Even if he thinks that they might be evil or bad or gross or whatever. I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, so, now Terry comes in and he explains that... Uh, Listen, Sacrifix has been trying to warn you about this exact situation that's going on. Let me tell you, when you cut your finger, that was the blood part of the sacrifice. When your dog died, that was the first thing. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. So, yeah, I think it's not important, but I feel like the actual sacrifices were those two people later on, were the the sister and the... Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, exactly. But I think that they wanted that the demons were basically faking them out. Okay, we're trying it, to convince them, think them the dog was a sacrifice? that those two things were the sacrifice. Okay, and that it was already done. Yep. To put them off guard. They, I don't know they, if that's they are trickster demons. They're like, they're, oh, you you beat us <laughs> constantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's, it's always like, ah, oh, you did it. Good job, dude. I can't wait to spring out like an hour. Right. And be like, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you read lyrics off a fucking Sacrifix record. (laughs) That's terrible. Although, you know... It's only corn lyrics that'll truly lay us to rest. (laughs) They're definitely a Christian rock band. I mean, it's like a portmanteau of uh, Sacrifice and Crucifix. Um, So, blah, blah, blah. We get a lot of that funny dead dog shtick that that guy's doing where he's dropping the dog, carrying it into the house. Real funny. It's so weird, man. <laughs> it's it, it's like it's like a really nice Trans Am too. Would you just put a dead leaky dog corpse on the leather seat of your your, your Trans? I would. No, I would not. <laughs> I would. I'd be all about it. I'm surprised you didn't like tie it, rope tie it to the T top <laughs> <laughs> like a spit. <laughs> I mean, just the fact that he says yes, like right off the bat, whereas she's like. He's girl crazy, man. You know how that is. You'll do anything for a girl that you're into. I guess actually, yeah. I yeah. probably would have put Guys a dead dog in Guys do dumb things car. for exactly. Yeah, you're probably right. She's um, probably like, don't put him in the trunk. He doesn't like the dark. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, 
don't worry, it's all gonna be fine as long as he doesn't throw it down the demon hole. Oh, Eric! <laughs> Damn it, Eric! Don't throw it down that demon hole. Um, you think they wouldn't? <laughs> literally, he said that Terry says something like, "You have, it's fine because the dog died outside the hole, so you didn't put the offering in the hole, so you're gonna be mm-hmm. there's no demons." But oops, oopsie poopsie. <laughs> um, so. Terry's not really an expert, though. He's just a kid with a heavy metal album. <laughs> he is just a kid with a heavy metal album. Uh, but he does the unsummoning. He reads from the heavy metal record. <laughs> and uh, and the demons are gone. The sod's back in place. Either way, something magical happened because yeah. it literally put sod back over the hole. Like I said, that's just the trickster demons. That's just them fucking with him. Yep. To be like, ah, you did it. Good job. Um, It'd be funny if they just routinely cut to the demons underground, like, snickering. Snickering, yeah. <laughs> they totally should have. Um, I can't believe you put the lawn back. <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> so, this feels like this feels like the wrap-up of the whole movie right here. Because, like, the sister comes home and she's like, ah, you know, I like, couldn't hang out all the afternoon because I spent all my money. Why'd you do that? Because I had to buy you a present. Boom. And it's a new rocket. And she's back to being a friend and whatever. So they they go and launch a rocket. And they're all having fun. And it's great. And then we see the demons jiggling the handle of the door to hell. Dun, dun, dun. Um, so it turns out that Al's awful friends are coming for a sleepover. The Lee the sisters. The sisters. Bleh. Barf. Barf. Um, One of their hairs is so dumb. <laughs> with the frizzled spike that is, part. That is a bit much. Um, this Did this feel like a missing scene to you? What's that? So there's a transition where they're talking, and she's like, oh, look, they're staying over tonight. Oh, whatever. And they insult each other. And then it goes straight to him pulling stuff out of a closet. And oh, literally yeah, Terry's a holding a shotgun. It felt, He's like, where is it? It was so jarring yeah. that he was holding the shotgun at that scene. Yeah, that was a little odd now you mentioned it. So, but <laughs> he was like, you can't, don't touch that. Which I thought was a little mild for him holding like a massive shotgun. But uh, he pulls this thing down falls on him. What was he looking for? The big rocket? I or? think he was looking for the big rocket. Maybe? But why? Yeah, the whole scene, yeah, there definitely was a little... I don't feel like I understand. I Honestly, I don't really feel like they set up the significance of the rocket enough where it was like like, I wish we had a flashback or something to like the reason why her having that rocket was important to this story because mm-hmm. I mean I just didn't feel like it represented love in what they showed us yeah like love and rockets dude <laughs> I wish I wish there was a moment when they had a a falling out you know what I mean like she was building this thing for him because she wanted to do something and then he did something stupid and she was like fuck this and she broke it or mm-hmm. whatever and threw it away she's like you'll never see this then because she, you know, he did something, but then it turns out that she actually saved it because she isn't mad at him and blah blah blah. Like at least something that really like made that thing more yeah. important. But they tell us it's important, and I guess that's all we need. It's important, dude. It's important. It's important. Uh, so she didn't throw away the thunderbolt. Ta-da! Uh, and uh, this is also where we get the most memorable line of the film. Suck Luck my, my nose, nose till, till my, my head, head caves, caves in, in. which is <laughs> I love it. Which is great because it's just kind of like confusing two different insults. I've always it's loved like it. it's like you're if you keep picking your nose, your head's gonna cave in. I believe is the thing. I've never heard that. You yeah. maniac. <laughs> I think that was a Stephen <laughs> King line, uh, but there's that one, and then I like it doesn't seem like an insult. It's like, well, you're gonna die. You yeah. have nothing in your head except for snot. Like, I don't understand this insult. Why does it? Why does it have to involve you dying? If it's yep. Oh uh, well. Um, late night bugs on the window again, uh, but this time they're explosive bugs. 
window blows in. Glenn's covered in moths. Ah, he freaks out, runs into his sister's room. They try to wake up Terry, and Terry won't wake up. Shake him. Shake Terry. Come on, Terry, wake up. What's going on? Turns out Terry's behind them. What'd what you do with your hair? And then <laughs> pull the blanket back. And it's, it's that dog. It's the, the dog real puppet. live dead dog. <laughs> that was definitely felt. So if that was what we were worried, it was an actual live no, dog. No, that, that part looked funny. When the actor Eric or the, that the thing kid looks Eric, like a dog. You're right. It looks like he's carrying a completely limp dead dog. A dog could be trained to do that, I guess. But it. But no, it after, was super dead. Its eyes were just open. It was yeah, lifeless. not after you pull out the organs, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it could do that. Uh, okay, so also demon hands under the bed. Holy shit, that effect looks great. And looks especially great. the final one, too, where they finally get away and the other arm, zzz, the long-ass demon arm pops out. It's oh, interesting. Kiss. Yeah. <laughs> and it's super cool because they've you know you're doubling your money cuz the little demons are actually full sized when you see the behind the scenes of the gate yep. those are dudes in costumes oh, yeah. for most of it and so those when you see the arms under the under the bed it looks like a different prop but you're using the same prop and it just oh, gains it gains more value. It's awesome. It's so funny, man. When I watched this again for this, I hadn't watched it in several years, but in my memory, the demons were always stop motion at all times. Mm-hmm. It, it's what I thought. And now now watching this, I'm like, oh, they're not. But they shoot it at like a reduced frame rate. Yeah. So it makes it choppy. So it kind of gives it that yeah, it's very that surreal uh, stop motion effect when they're, they're moving. I, wa- I wonder why. Because it's like you, you basically did something that was crazy amazing why would you want to make it look like it was i think it looks neat i mean i guess it does i think it looks super neat how choppy it is like yeah hmm it's very strange um okay so uh they run out into the lawn in the middle of the night and hey check it out it's glenn's parents they're home at at midnight hooray love this scene (laughs) It's really good. You've been bad. And that's stuck like, with me for life. I mean, <laughs> it's perfect because it's it is so on like exactly the thing that a kid doesn't want. want. You yeah, know, exactly. Like, you've been bad. It's a authority figure saying you've been bad. Yep. And said in such a threatening way yeah. that it's like <laughs> it's a supernatural version of the thing that you're already accustomed mm-hmm. to being afraid of from your parents. Absolutely brilliant. Um, whatever. They, turns out they're actually demons. They grab him, try to throttle him. But then Glenn grabs his dad's face, which just turns into pudding. Oh, it's beautiful. Really quickly. It just collapses. Then the mom's face just falls off <laughs> just falls straight off man that was rough um so they go back in all the power in the house is out they've recovered from this astonishingly well yeah <laughs> they are solid as a rock considering what they've just gone through but they grab candles and flashlights and then head for the back door because maybe there aren't demons out there where the demons came from um and so Al goes out first because she's protecting everybody and she doesn't see the danger because the demons are so short. She's looking around with the flashlight, (laughs) but they're all running around her feet so she can't see them, which I thought was great. Um, So she comes back in and the demons try to follow her and Glenn's like, slam, catches one of the demons arm in the the door. And it turns into the little little, little spermy stop, things, yeah. stop motion worms. I love the shot of the demons outside too, chasing Al like all together, like so amazing, <laughs> it's so cool looking. The, I think the I think the one of the coolest shots in this movie is the window when the demons run at it. Like it's just like three demons like looking in the window. Oh, yeah, fuck, that's <laughs> so good. Ah, oh, so fun. Anyway, uh, and. Another great effect shot. The phone rings. Yes. Al answers it, and you've been bad. Phone catches fire. Ah! She throws the phone, and then the rest, or she throws the, the, the phone. Hand, starts like the handle. Whatever. What the fuck do you call that? The headset. Sure. Whatever it is. Uh, the rest of the phone just starts melting on the wall and collapses it into itself, yeah. and then implodes. Beautiful. Um, they're like, oh shit. 
You know what we need to do? We got to go find that Sacrifix album. It's down in the basement. We'll all go down to the basement and grab that Sacrifix record, and then we can banish these demons. And that doesn't work out. Nope. <laughs> they find the Sacrifix record sitting under a dresser or something, and... It catches on fire and burns instantly. into nothing instantly when they pick it up. They should have just gone to the record store and picked up another copy, but... Uh, so, but don't worry. The Lee sisters went to Sunday school. So oh, we yeah, got so this covered. They'll read the Bible now, despite the fact that, as Terry points out, <laughs> these things are older than the Bible. Yep. Uh, but they don't like the Bible. <laughs> Nobody it, does. It does. <laughs> They're just bored by it. Uh, so, yes. First, yep. Yeah, this is going to banish these elder gods back to the <laughs> nether realm. Terry, Allen, Glenn head to the gate. It's all glowing purple. There's lots of crazy action. Uh, it sucks the door in, starts blowing stuff everywhere. Terry starts reading Bible verses, and it's like, oh shit, it looks like it's working. Things are things are getting better. So Terry's like, I'll get closer and read closer yeah, to Yeah, that it. was kind of <laughs> hammy. Don't worry. You're going to fall in. No, I'm not. Oh, God, yes, you are. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he, he gets too close, of course, and he slides down into the the gateway to hell. There's a bunch of little demons down there. They start biting him. They bite his leg, bite his shoulder. <laughs> but he... I love when he tries to talk to one first. He's like, hi. And the demon says hi back. Yeah. Then he's like, okay, we're getting somewhere. And then some and asshole demon just <laughs> runs right out, instantly bites his shin. Stupid <laughs> asshole demon. Uh, <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. So good. The, one of the things that I thought was really great about this was the, the physical... Uh, creatures when he grabs one and throws it mm-hmm. they're just like they they seemed like they had the right kind of weight like it was just interesting how those effects that were like three different types of you know yeah different positions Stop motions, like, composite shots right. puppets everything just and, and it's yeah, all for shortening shots yeah. like and yet <clears throat> when he grabs one you're like that's the thing that i've been seeing all along yep. it doesn't look this it looks stupid. exactly yeah. the right size when you think about like like cats, the movie that just came out, the the Andrew oh, Lloyd Webber cats. I want to see cats. that movie. I haven't seen it yet. It's absolutely batshit. Oh, I know. But like, <laughs> when you when you consider the fact that they could not keep a, a consistent size for this like forty million dollar extravaganza with like the biggest stars in the world, mm-hmm. they couldn't keep those fucking cats the right size and agree on a size for them to be. They <laughs> wildly vary in size from scene to scene. Yep. And then The Gate, which is this little low-budget horror movie, is like... From forever ago. From forever <laughs> ago. does this so perfectly. That's what I have to say about that. But still, watch Cats. It'll Yeah, I it'll want to. I want to, see, I want to see it. I like get, having my brain broke. It will straight up break <laughs> your brain. Um, once, once the dance number with the cockroaches started, I was like, okay, something, something different is happening I here. I didn't even know that happened. <laughs> Ugh. You're you spoiled everything. <laughs> yeah, no, now that you know that that's in it, I wouldn't even bother. Uh, okay, so they finally drag Terry out of the out of the hole, uh, and and they th- uh, Terry tries reading the Bible, but then he just goes ah shit and throws the Bible in the that's hole, right? <laughs> Which and, I thought was hilarious. And then the demons play another trick again. They're, like, they're like, oh, oh I g- he threw a book down oh, here. No, Let's start a fire and, 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 and fill the hole and pretend we're dead again. <laughs> yeah, the sod's laid back over the hole, and they're like, ah, hooray, it's done. Uh, they go back to the house and find the Lee sisters cowering in a closet. And they... With, like, how much garlic does that family have? <laughs> Both Lee sisters had like a full on yeah, garlic like, necklace. Yeah. Like, yeah, that was that, that was impressive. <laughs> like they they make a lot of Italian food. That was cool. Uh, I do love garlic, but fuck, I never have that much on hand. <laughs> you couldn't ever you have couldn't more ever than have... three bulbs of garlic exactly. before it goes bad they on you. I got like fifty. <laughs> that stuff would grow out instantly. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, the other effect in this that was. Just again with the like giving the the creatures weight and like substance when he steps on that creature and it freaks out. Yeah, it was like there's something to it where it felt more like you know like if you were stepping on a live animal, like something that had like a heavy musculature 
you know, like a big lizard or something like a, yep. like, it was just like, he couldn't kill it. It wasn't possible yeah. for him to break its bones by stepping on it, but it was pissing it off. They're tiny little tanks. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like, I don't know. It just, it felt so realistic as, as odd and like surreal as the whole thing is that just felt amazingly real. Yeah. Um, okay. So, um, Al kicks everybody out of the house. The boys come over and like a whole bunch of people. And, and she's like, fuck you guys. Get I just out. went through an amazingly traumatizing experience. Go to hell. Go party somewhere else. I don't need you. Yep. Um, and they all go. They're like, listen, we're not going to be able to go to sleep. Let's go downstairs. Watch some TV. Hang out. Cool. They're watching TV and the handyman's corpse falls out of the wall. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Turns out, not just a corpse, it's a zombie. Yep. And it looks great. Yeah. Mm. That is a that is a house-level beautiful zombie. Um, goes after the kids, drags Terry off first. Bye, Terry. And the wall seals, like, he smashes through the wall, drags Terry in, Dude, the, the wall and then the wall seals. Yep. These demons love, like, ripping things up and sealing it back up again. Yeah. It's, I mean... They do it because it works. Yeah. You know, it's a classic for a reason. Too bad they killed them all before they could fix the living room floor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one to explain. Does that still go to hell, do you think? Do you think you could, like, toboggan down that thing and, like, wind up in hell? Huh. That would be weird. It is going to take a lot of fill to yeah. <laughs> close that off. Um, okay. Yeah, just put a carpet over it. It'll be fine. Um, okay, so Glenn goes to find his sister, uh, who had gone to take a shower or something. Yeah, um, I think so. Or something like that. Um, and he looks up the stairs and now there's like blood sigils on the walls and it's all The spooky. same writing from the, the slate. Yep. yep. Uh, a zombie appears in Al's mirror while she's in the bathroom and... The workman comes out. The workman is behind her, I guess. Yeah. But uh, Glenn shows up, and she protects him. She throws a radio at the zombie. That's all it takes. I mean... She bops him in the face with the boombox, and the zombie falls over into that awesome effect. Oh, that's right. He falls over backwards and then explodes into the little demons. Yep. Oh, man. That was a great effect. Uh, okay. So, she sends Glenn out to grab the shotgun that he found earlier. Uh, and they go into the closet. They both wind up in the closet for some reason? Or she follows him once he, she hears him screaming because, yeah, oh, because that's what's going on. He opens up the thing and Terry, demonic Terry, bites his hand and won't let go. Yep. Who looks a lot like the kid from uh, like uh, Return of the Living Dead 2. The, the, little, the little kid with the braces that get zombified. It's been so fucking long yet, or <laughs> um, But he's holding on for dear life. He's not letting go. <laughs> he's screaming, so uh, Al shows up. She finds a Barbie doll on the ground. And stabs Terry in the eyeball with its leg. Yeah. You know, like a kid's horror movie. <laughs> like a kid's horror movie. Is this a PG-13? It is. That's shocking. Yeah. I don't know how the hell this movie got a PG-13. Like, that eyeball stabbing alone should have given it an R rating. Yeah. That's weird. It's the first of two eyeball stabbings. Yeah. When you count his hand later on, too. That's so strange. Yeah, I mean, because that's like one of those... Like, being stabbed in the eyeball is like one of those MPAA things. Like, they're... Is it? They're so freaking dumb and vague. They are, but it's like... (laughs) Like, eyeball violence was always, like, a thing, I thought. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Because they were always hitting the uh, Italian movies that had, like, somebody menacing someone with something next to their eye. Mm. Yeah, it's gross. Um, So, they are in the closet. Doesn't the workman come back here? He does. And the workman is missing his eye now. After Terry gets stabbed. Right. Which is super weird. That is super weird. So, which says to me, 
I think that's not actually Terry. Right. I think that's, that's right. That's another just manifestation. Yeah. And they've heard the Yep. The I eyeball think. part of the manifestation. <laughs> I guess. Whatever that is, yeah. No, I think that makes sense. Kind of. In a weird way. Yep. But um it's I one don't of those things like Shocker. You know how he's got that limp and everybody possesses yes. he still has a limp. It's kind of like that in this with the eyeball. What I found confusing was the fact that they were in this closet. Terry's in there. She stabs him in the eye. Does he disappear after that? Yeah, I think he goes, ah, and he vanishes, vanishes back into the shadows of that bag. Yeah. So they felt comfortable hiding in that closet that they knew that there was like... A portal. A portal to hell. <laughs> I don't know. I would not have been. I would not have felt that. Sometimes comfortable. you don't think things through when you're no, a kid. <laughs> that's fair. So she loads the shotgun in the closet. Zombie shows up. She shoots it in the face. It doesn't do a whole heck of a lot. Gun turns out to have been a complete red herring. Oh yeah, hasn't done shit. We um, all knew that though. It was coming. Yep. Uh, so uh, she gets taken away. That makes the second sacrifice. So now it's time for the giant eldritch monster to show up. And holy shit, does this thing look awesome? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's uh, incredible. This <laughs> whole scene, the effects for this whole scene with the house and everything, just everything about this is perfect. Yeah, it, it's bizarrely good. Like, it's for the time shocking and it holds up. Yeah. Like, watching it now, I don't even feel like it's weird. No. It's just fun and great looking. Yeah. Really good. Um, Glenn remembers that the monster can only be defeated by energy derived from love and light here. Yeah, that screams toy rocket. Which... <laughs> I wish the thing was called the Love and Light Express or something. Like <laughs> just to really hammer that well, out. I don't know. Just something. Or... Hey, listen, I love this movie, but I think I have a fix here. <laughs> I wish it was something. I wish he was given a bracelet that he was embarrassed to wear or something like mm-hmm. that, or that she was embarrassed to wear. And he was like, oh, she threw it away. But then he finds out that it was in a really special place in her bedroom. And he takes that locket that he's given to her, or whatever puts that it was, in the rocket. puts it in a little compartment in the rocket. And so you talking about a locket in a rocket. Rocket in a locket. Yep. <laughs> a locket in your pocket. I just, I feel like that Take a locket been... from your pocket and put it in a rocket. See? There it is. I wish. But, yeah, but instead it's just that the rocket is the thing that's so yep. important. And, okay, next, next question. What happens here? So... The monster sees him. Mm-hmm. This, again, this is this was the the point when I was like the first time I watched it. Once I saw this scene, it really hammered home the idea that they were trying for something complex and I metaphorical. Think, I think the monster was trying to make him become one of them or be like a sentinel. Like give, when he puts the eyeball in his hand, like he's has this like human agent to look out for the demon world or something. Hmm. Because to me, when he when he grabs the, when uh, the demon grabs Glenn by the leg mm-hmm. and like holds him up yeah, and then drops him and then Glenn like puts his hand up like, Hey, and he's like, Hey, and the thing mirrors him as though he and the demon were the same thing. Like, and that was weird to me. You know what I mean? Like it is odd, yeah. when he moved his hand, the demon moved his hand like a mirror. Mm hmm. And I don't know if that was supposed to mean something. <laughs> and then with the eyeball in the hand, I really feel like there is a reason for all of this stuff. And that it just didn't quite get across. That the, the director was like, oh, this will really be important to this story. Yeah, because... need to see a uh, commentary on this if there yeah. one ex- exists. But it's super cool. The Again, speaking of amazing effects, he gets... So when he gets dropped... Leaves him alone, but he's infected him with an eyeball mm-hmm. in his hand. And it looks awesome. So good. Uh, really creepy. Really amazing. He's like, ah, this sucks. Runs away. Um, and what exactly happens here? He runs into his bedroom, I guess, after that. And the demon goes back into the hole. And then they, right. they open up that sky portal. 
Oh, because he's he failed to he failed to shoot it with the rocket, so he got infected with this thing, and yep. then and then it's just like, eh, I don't even want to bother with you, and then takes off and goes to to just cloak the world in hell yep. or whatever. He goes into his bedroom and takes a uh, broken pane of glass from the moth explosion and cuts out that eyeball, stabs it. Yeah, like just, just you know, a kids' movie. Just stab oh. yourself in the hand, in your eyeball hand. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Dang. And so he, I believe that that was an insult to the demon. Yeah, they weren't happy about that. And so he comes back because of that. (laughs) When he comes back, it's so fast and fun, too. Yeah. Oh, we forgot to mention, too, I love when all the demons come out of the pit to surround the hole. Oh, my God. When the big guy comes out, they're all, like, dancing around there. Like The one, when they're all on the railing. Yes, they all step aside. it looks like a little dance routine. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) Damn it. That's so so fun. Uh, that was awesome. Mm, that was awesome. <laughs> I love that part. Um, okay. So, I guess he just shoots it, right? With the rocket? Yeah. Yeah, he finally gets that rocket off. He finally gets the rocket, he shoots it, and He yells, then, happy birthday, Al, because that's, like, the love Oh, that was love I gotta say, part. that was pretty, yeah. that was pretty good. Um, unlike the never-ending story kid, you could, you could understand what he said when he uh, yelled. Yes. So that was good. Um, it did work, even though the, there was a nice little fake out because it's like it shoots him and then nothing and happens. Like, All right. Neat. And then the monster grabs him by the leg and then he's like, oh shit, wait, I think that did something. And yeah. sparks start. <laughs> oh crap, that totally up. did something. <laughs> yeah. And he basically explodes into little tiny bits and uh, fireworks burst out of the top of the house. <laughs> that part I thought was kind of dumb. It was a little hokey. But then again, I I thought maybe the the rocket ship had fireworks in it because it was so huge. Could be. Like I was trying to justify it myself because I was just like, "Fuck, that's so dumb." That looks like Fourth of July. Dumb. That's not like a demon die. That's the Fourth of July. Uh, but I was like, "Hey, maybe the, maybe that rocket had fireworks in it." Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Maybe, just never helps you sleep at night, kid. Exactly. So hell on earth has been avoided. He goes back to the smoking wreck of his house with the hole to hell, and everyone's back from the dead, even Angus. Yeah. Which, I gotta say, I was like... He'll probably just die next week. 97 years old. (laughs) Fucking bring him back as a puppy, you assholes. (laughs) Come on. That sucks. Thanks. Now I have to watch my dog die twice? Yeah. (laughs) Fucking... Oh, you demons. (laughs) Way to go. Uh, But, yep, there it is. Just to wrap everything up, Angus finds Terry's Nike in the backyard and drags it back. Yeah, he lost his shoe. Sh- that he, he lost his shoe in, in the in the tunnel in the side entrance to. The- <laughs> he lost it in hell. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and there it is. That is. Imagine if that's a sequel. Like the demon pops out of that shoe. That was like the <laughs> that was the one connector thread. Yeah, yeah it, it sounds like it'd work. <laughs> man, one demon hitches a ride, just hiding out in the Nike. <laughs> we definitely need to do the gate too. I definitely remember. Let's do it next week. I remember really liking it. I think I have it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Skategate. That's fun. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Skategate over in Funbox Land. I mean, this is a super. Again, this was another super fast one because there's nothing to complain about yeah. with this movie. It's just this movie is straight up gold. The only problem is just the things that are confusing, and I don't have answers for them. Mm-hmm. So there are just a few choices that seem like they were high-minded choices that might have had other reasons for them, but I don't know what those reasons are. But either way, it's never been anything that's bothered me ever. Like, no, no, no. I just watched this movie and I love every minute of it. Like, it's it's funny because it definitely has that like Canadian television look to it. Like, it reminds me a lot of like a an Are You Afraid of the Dark episode okay. or like a like it's got a it's got an interesting film quality to it. I noticed that a few of the actors had uh, oots and a boots in their in their voice. I don't know if it was shot in Canada. I never noticed that shit. But I definitely noticed the Canadian accents I on a couple of people. never Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, but yeah, it's it's just, it is a classic. It's not, it's too bad because it's always put into the heavy metal horrors kind of category. And mm-hmm. I just feel like the heavy metal part of this movie is a nothing burger. Oh, yeah. It's, it's too bad I... I want a movie like that to be all about the heavy metal. And this is just kind of like, eh. Heavy metal is a sideline. And there's I, there's a part of me that when I watch this movie, it feels like, it does almost feel like an anti, 
an anti-heavy metal, anti, you know, like a PMRC kind of thing. Yeah. Where they're like, these are the dangers of heavy metal music. You know, but at the end of the day, it's a great horror movie. I just wish I knew why the eyeball was in his hand. Yeah, and it's, and the director too. This is kind of his like crowning achievement, if you ask me. And he's done some other fun ones too. He did the Gate sequel. He did uh, I Maniac, which is really fun. Yes. But that's pretty much the end of the, I don't know if competence is the right word, but like real mm. effort put into things. Like now it's like killer rats and ice spiders and he just oh, does like, yeah, yeah, yeah. just like does like a hokey well, that's shit I, movies that like, I mean, listen, that's, nothing touches like this. Like that's not his fault. That's the, that's the fact that the, the world, the now. industry has changed to the point where you can only get the kind of money that there is to make movies like ice spiders. Yeah. I mean, and I would imagine that it's hard to get amped to make... I feel like somebody who is this competent, who made a movie this well... Yeah. ...could take the budget that you have for an Ice Spiders and make a transcendent movie that gets over that hump of being a, a sci-fi original mm-hmm. or whatever, but I feel like he just doesn't care anymore. I don't think he wants to do that, so well, it's too bad. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I Maniac's a neat one too. I like that movie. I haven't seen that for a very long time. Yeah, I don't it. remember anything about it. It's it's got it's more, it's not as in your face as this, but it's definitely got some fun special effects in that one too. Hmm. That are pretty neat with a cool villain. Nice. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. Yeah. It's a nice quick one, guys. Shit. What was what was that line again? Suck something. my nose until my kid. No, not that. Not that. The one we made up where he's like, oh, something happened. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> something happened. Meh. Whatever. My, oh, my treehouse. Meh. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking of that scene from Waterworld. My boat. Hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excellent. And on that, we will say... Buy things at Coast City Comics. Follow us at CoastCityComics.com. And Matt Awkward, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Matt Awkward VHS Fiend. And on the Facebooks, you should check out the Video Vagrants Facebook group, uh, where you'll find so many good times that you'll want to go to CoastCityComics.com and buy yourself a Video Vagrants t-shirt. Oh, hell And then you'll yeah. be like, I found out all about this from listening to <laughs> the Funbox Monster podcast, so I should buy myself a Funbox Monster podcast t-shirt, too, at CoastCityComics.com. Excellent. Yeah. I love all of this. Um, yeah, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Good night. Or the gate two. Gate two, why not? And write a review and call us cute. Woo! Yeah, thanks. Good Peace. Night.